We're recording. Yay! Hello, everybody. Hello. I'm Theo Black. And I'm Sarah Black. And we are a little bit late. I'm not actually sure these this video or this podcast will get out in January, but it's hopefully. But we're finishing off our bad, our sci-fi monster bad movies series thing. And it's also a little late in the day. We normally record in the morning, on the weekend, it's the evening. So we'll see. This may be, may teach us why we don't do this. But yeah, yeah so we're wrapping up what has been the... the <laughs> I feel like we... We well, I, I forgot to tell Jill that we were recording. We're recording. I'm sorry, I forgot to tell you. Cat's around here somewhere. Around I here. don't have anyone to tell. I yes. Well, <laughs> your boy is being a lighthouse keeper somewhere for <laughs> yes. his company. Uh, no, I uh, I feel like we started off this series with kind of a bang with a robot monster. I mean, I didn't like it quite as much as you did, but it still really got you. And then these both of the movies we're about to talk about are fine. But like Life Force, would, it almost would have been better if we finished on Life Force or something. But Probably. Life we were Force doing this by good... decades. So I feel I do want to say that I'm enjoying kind of focusing on something for a month because it is giving me as much as I like and watch bad movies. I don't think I've watched as many and had to think about them this way. Normally, they're a little like popcorn. You watch one, you, or, you know, I've been talking, for some reason, I've been likening a lot of life experiences to uh, the Harry Potter jelly beans lately, where it's like, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's earwax, you know? (laughs) Sure. And that's how these movies have been. Sometimes it's good. But I haven't, I don't know that I necessarily analyze them. And I think I've, I've kind of gotten a handle on what, what makes a truly enjoyable bad movie now mind you i can watch non-enjoyable bad movies and kind of get a kick out of just human hubris and various <laughs> things but if we're <laughs> going to talk something that i think is like if you like good bad movies maybe you want to try it i think i've kind of settled on what might make it happen and it's not really anything that you could find in the two movies we watched last week. So here we go. Here we go. Our first one was one from my childhood where like I was already a movie snob, even though I wasn't really that in. I didn't see a lot of movies growing up. It wasn't until my like mid-20s that I really started getting into movies. But uh, um, this Alien versus Predator from 2004 came out and I was like, no way. I didn't even see the Predator movies or the Alien movies. Those are so dumb. Of course, yeah, I've never seen the Predator movie, but yeah, and the first two Alien movies are good. Um, but this came out, there was a lot of noise. It's apparently occupies some sort of weird space in the Alien and Predator mythos mm-hmm. because a decent number of people think it's trash and a decent number of people enjoy it in the mythos. I'm going to sort of shrug at it. Oh, spoilers, by the way. Spoilers, spoilers. for this and any other movie you might watch. You won't believe what happens in Alien versus Predator. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So who's going to give the synopsis on this one? Oh, I'll do it. Uh, some, so the Wayland group, who is from the Alien franchise, discovers uh, an ancient uh, pyramid in, I think it's Antarctica somewhere, um, and sends a group of people to figure to, to search and to find what is this thing here and as they do things get a little weird they they discover a hole that's been perfectly bored into the ice 
the movie is called Alien versus Predator. So guess what happens when they show up at the temple? Yep. And that is the synopsis of the movie. Okay, so this movie is uh, directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, who to me is most famous for um, directing the um, Resident Evil films. And it ha- I, I, he doesn't have a writing credit on this, and it's not fair to kind of... Oh, no, he does. He has... He ha- Sorry. He has screenplay and story by uh, credit on this, and it feels strongly like the Resident Evil stuff, which I believe he's also involved in. Um, and that is all very, very derivative. And Alien versus Predator has scenes that look like The Thing and scenes that feel like Stargate. And, scene- and of course, it is inherently derivative being part of both the Alien and the Predator franchise. Um, yeah, uh, so... Okay, here, here's my first, my first, like, this is one of the only things I really have to say about this movie. It, it's ultimately fine. It's kind of, it's not so bad as to be amusing, but not so, and not so, and not particularly good either. It kind of sits in the middle where it's like, it's kind of an enjoyable watch if you like this sort yeah. of thing, but it doesn't, it's nothing terrifically noteworthy other than its space within a larger franchise or two franchises. I don't, I don't know how that one works, but, uh, but at one point during watching this, I texted you and I'm like, do any of these characters have names? Here and I is, named a few of them. You did, which is good. But it, basically it was like woman with dad issues, geeky man with children. Yeah. Uh, a well, foreign, that's foreign like man Resident who, Evil where it's like every movie has a new band of sidekicks who disappear by the next movie and you don't know who, what their names are or anything like that. No, and, and like this movie is hardly terrible and, and it, it's not it's not the kind of thing where there, there's like one or two characters in Life Force who get almost zero characterization, but it works better in Life Force because there's more action going on and there's more plot going on like that. That movie is kind of more fun for the plot maybe than the story. Whereas in this movie, you're kind of supposed to care when these people start getting murdered brutally and just dying. And you're like, everybody's going to die except probably like our main woman. And it's nice that the, the black woman lives. I mean, if we're going to look at, you know, societal things at large. Um, Sana Lathan? Sana Lathan? I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce that. I didn't look it up. But she, uh, she's, I mean, like, she's fine in it. You know, the other people are fine in it. Um, it's not terribly directed. It's kind of just a movie. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean... Yes, you're 100% correct. It made me think immediately of like a sci-fi original film. And I think that um, I think that there are people that just like those movies and don't particularly, they like the journey, even if it's the same journey they've been on 30 times. And for those people, I think that's, this film works really well. Um, I have some things I like about it, but this kind of, I think segues into what I've noticed about these bad movies. Um, and what and good movies is you kind of can't lose with me if you're creative. It, you can be as creative as they are in Robot Monster, and it doesn't make any sense. But I had a heck of a good time. Or you can be, you know, as creative as they are in a Boonwell film, and it's saying something about society, and I have a good time. It's when you're just kind of trotting the same path kind of doing the thing kind of doing you know stargate alien just 
here's a to b to c, you know that yeah that it kind it i am not a fan of just standard tropes so i don't really enjoy going through them this that way so then there's not much for me here this is sort of this isn't the same but it's adjacent to how you like movies that are unique yeah not all unique movies are necessarily that creative i mean judging yeah. if something's creative or not is kind of difficult but right. you know it, it, it's definitely adjacent to that and i i basically agree like this movie like the core idea that on earth there is a place that aliens visit every 100 years to battle to the death as a rite of passage is kind of amusing it's not that it's not terribly original i feel like we've seen things similar to that it is sort of based in you know some you know more you know older history stuff but it's kind of it's unique enough where it's like ah, i haven't seen you know i don't know that i've seen that exact thing done on screen and it's also technically two franchises that have met up and had a baby and that's also kind of unique so those are like and, and those are those are the two things that are kind of the most interesting in this for me yeah and it, it after that it like you say, it's A to B to C, and some of the sets are cool. It's it's all too brown and dark, but yeah. some of the sets are cool, and the fact that everything shifts and moves, like, I've seen that in a few movies, but you, I am somebody who just sort of watches sci-fi movies and sci-fi shows and enjoys them kind of no matter This isn't really your kind of sci-fi, though. But yeah, no. I mean, the ones we've enjoyed the most, I would say, would be like Robot Monster, The Incredible Melting Man, and Life Force, all kind of had the most creative all over the place stuff happening yeah. whereas the giant claw monster gogo is hardly worth mentioning you know there's and then there's this which just kind of competently goes up the mountain and down again on the trail that's already there without taking any digressions um yeah. it is nice to see diversity you know as we come you know we started with with um some fairly white yeah movies um and it's nice to see some diversity I, you know another thing this made me oddly nostalgic for it felt like a 90s movie to me and i don't know if that's just because i don't have a sense of the aughts and what the movies were like but the beginning of the movie is the gathering together of a band of specialists and it made me realize how much I miss that kind of thing. It's like, we've got an engineer, we've got an archeologist, we've got, you know, and, and, and instead of we've got Thor, we've got Captain America, we've got Scarlet Witch. It's like, it was nice to see like a group of people who, who had all studied very hard <laughs> to be the, in their field. And that was like, you think about a lot of like Stargate or um, Roland Emmerich, I'm doing two Roland Emmerich films, but it's kind of on topic, but the Godzilla, you know, they like bring the guy that's the expert in the thing there. Yeah, And, and I it kind of made me nostalgic for those kind of movies, even Mission Impossible movies. Maybe that's why I, I was going to mention Mission bit. Impossible. Yeah. Well, and, and I did, I, I'm kind of nostalgic for the same thing, especially because they just don't do team up movies nowadays that much unless it's a superhero movie. And we've seen that now multiple times in the same franchise, let alone across multiple franchises and even TV and all that. So it's kind of like, I would, I would like some, like you get it a little bit in thriller movies. Like you get team up movies, I think in a thriller movie more than kind of any other genre because thrillers usually involve 
like a heist and you mean, right. you know, the driver and, and the person who can crack right. the vault, which is a part of why I'm a little surprised you don't like heist movies or thrillers more is because a lot of that is getting the team I like together. thrillers. I don't like heist movies. Those are too different. Yeah, yeah, they're too different. I mean, they're they're related in in just that, you know, but just that I don't like seeing thing. a team of experts come together to steal a thing. I want them to like explore or deal with a monster or something like that. Yeah, no, I, I get that. But you know, I, I also and I do was, like some heist films. So I, I do get nostalgic for that. And I guess one thing of this movie that is also I, I what we because we and Joe have been revisiting some movies we missed when we were, you know, younger in the nineties and two thousands, like the 90s is, is like still mostly practical effects or like camera effects where it's not all done on a computer somewhere else. So it's probably still computerized, but it's a little different. And then you have like the 2000s where it's like more computerized than um, yeah. practical. So like the 90s is kind of an amusing place because sometimes you get some good ones or you get something like The Matrix, which is I think 99 or whatever, yes. 2000. Like that's really good. And then in the 2000s, you get like, really funky practical effects that are uh, computer effects. So like, there's this kind of interesting thing going on in the nineties where I get, I see like a bad special effects and I get happy. But, <laughs> you know. Well, and to that, to that note, actually as well, I'm going to highlight another thing I enjoyed about this, even though this movie doesn't get credit for it, but it's nice to see monsters that aren't giant flower vagina teeth things. I am really <laughs> tired of that. And that seems yeah. to be what a lot of the monsters are. Um, and again, I know, both these design, I mean, the alien, go, uh, the credit goes to why am I? H. Giger, H.R. Giger. 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 And Giger, um, yeah. I don't know who did the Predator, but like when they took, when he took his mask on, it was kind of an interesting monster yeah. face, alien face. Like I thought that was kind of interesting. So. Yeah, I, I agree. The monsters, like the, the concept of two monsters fighting like that, even just the designs and stuff and like how they interact with how their bodies and how all that works is neat. Yeah, but, you know, again, the, the plot just goes on, goes where you think, well, and also the characters, the movie cared enough to give a little characterization. You mentioned that no one had any names and that's true. But even, you know, our main character, it's like she has to explain about her past relationship with her dad to Wayland. And, and, and it's just not very active. It's, it's yeah. whenever you have characters sitting down and having a, a conversation about the pivotal moment of their lives that really shaped who they are in an action film. You've, that's something that I think you could use in a like um, a, a social drama or, you know, an art house film where the actor is really chewing the scenery and like making this moment, but in alien versus predator, you almost might as well skip it. And <laughs> like... in, in, in an action film, the action should inform who the characters are. They're going right. to fight. Like they're going to fight differently based on who they are. They're going to react yeah. differently. They're going to, you know, like all that. And this just doesn't have any of that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like that she, even then though, like she had these, our main character, like I like, she was a tough woman. She, she's a woman of color. She lives to the end, but she, you know, she has this, I mean, I guess they, so she won't join the expedition because she's not given enough time. But then when it comes up that the person they're going to get instead of her is like incompetent, then she joins because she still feels like she's the best to do it. Yeah. Something like that. I actually, 
That's good. I think that kind of works. Like that makes she's a tough. That works. You know, she cares about people, but it's still. I mean, that's better than her saying like when I climbed Everest with my dad. Like, yeah, I, you know. But no, yeah, totally. There's not, there's not much else to say. If you like sci-fi original type films, if you just like seeing monsters fight it out, this is something you'd enjoy. But it's not really got a lot for. I, if you are not People like, who want really creative things, yeah, I can't recommend this to anyone just as like a bad movie to enjoy. It's kind of yeah. just a movie. It's it's yeah. I'd almost put Dead Space on first because it's just like because it's more stupid. Yes, <laughs> where it's like like in this yeah. they've got an archaeologist explaining the archaeology stuff. Where in Dead Space, some guy shows up and they're like, maybe you can solve our problem. And it's yes. like, why? Yeah, yeah this totally. doesn't even have that much going for it. So that's, that is um, Alien versus Predator. And maybe I'll actually watch Predator myself. So I hear it's good. It's got Carl Weathers in it. I, I've heard it's good too. And I, I want to watch it someday. All right. So let's move on to our next movie that is fine. Um, otherwise known as the Cloverfield Paradox from 2018, which is, I guess, actually now three years ago. I was going to say two. That's not right. Yeah. Uh, spoilers for this and none of the other. Well, you might spoil the Cloverfield movies. I haven't seen them, but any other movie. I haven't seen either about, of them. I haven't seen either of them. OK, I've heard there. I've heard the first one is good and the second one is all right or good, depending on who I've heard talk about it. But no. Anyways, uh, spoilers for this and any movie we talk about, The Cloverfield Paradox. Uh, I watched a bunch of reviews around when this came out, and I got differing opinions of whether it was bad, good, or just bad, or what. And um, you get to do the synopsis for it. So go ahead. Uh, the Earth is in great peril, and we know this because a couple talks about it in a car while they drive somewhere. And there's a real hard question. Is she going to save the planet, or isn't she? Because if she doesn't do it, no one else might. So she makes the truly different, difficult character decision to go up to save the planet by harnessing the power of the galaxy or something like that in this crazy, um, what is it, a space station. Unfortunately, as a crazy religious doomsayer foretells on the news so that we know exactly what's going on, um, dimensions smash into each other weird crap happens and um they lose the earth and the earth loses them and they've got to fix their space station and get back to their dimension and oh no there's a cloverfield monster so that is this movie um I, you you have sold it just slightly <laughs> short you're not really wrong but that conversation that you're talking about they're actually in line to get gas and like they've been in line for like an hour or two or something. So there's yeah. slightly more than them talking about it. They are essentially saying what we get to see on screen, which is stupid. And yeah, her choice it's... isn't really that interesting. Cloverfield yeah. parent. So in the previous discussion of Alien versus Predator, I mentioned that I think the sweet spot for me is a creative movie. And that can be um, Robot Monster, where it's creative at the expense of any kind of internal logic or, <laughs> <laughs> or plot, really. And I'll enjoy it. Or it can be um, creative and it can be um, a Boonwell film and I'll enjoy it while it's making commentary about the unfairness of life. Um, 
this movie had a few creative bits in it. Um, but it also had a lot of the paint-by-numbers stuff that we saw in Alien versus Predator. Um, particularly, you won't believe this, but her kids are dead, and this is motivating her. This has about the same amount of character as Alien versus Predator. Actually, it probably has slightly more, but it somehow feels more rote and tread upon in a way where it like bothers me. Like It looks better to me. I thought it was shot a little better, but... In a weird way, that and the music and the way they were acting, like I'm kind of just probably going to blame the director for this, but whatever went into it, it just is even more rote and, and tread upon than the Alien versus Predator like story. Not the ideas, but like the story and the characters and the past they follow. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because I'm going to say I like this more than Alien versus Predator. It is a fine line. Um, Kirby dislikes it intensely and i think part of it is that he feels like the whole cloverfield thing was a marketing scheme which it was i mean yes. they it's i reread the wikipedia that talks about it and like as they were shooting it like the people shooting it didn't know it was a cloverfield film yeah and the, the cloverfield connection in 10 cloverfield lane is pretty tenuous you haven't seen it so i won't talk about it um, I'm not a huge fan of the Cloverfield films. They're fine. They're they're maybe not for me. Mm. Um, I've seen them both. I saw them in the theater. Um, <laughs> I, he also thought that the space station was profoundly stupid looking, and it doesn't make sense that it's not alien technology. It like doesn't like. So here we have an Earth that can, is just barely hanging on, and somehow they make that thing. Yeah. I didn't mind that kind of stuff as much. And I also like it when weird crap happens, like someone screaming because they're inside a bulkhead. I mean, it made, oh, me, that was flash, great. made me flash on the Star Trek episode that has a woman like fall through the floor and die. And everybody's like, well, that sucks. And then they move on with the plot, which is kind of funny. <laughs> it's, it is one of the st more existentially terrifying moments in Star Trek that like no one talks about in the episode. I yeah. can't remember what episode it is. I think it's a later season, but um, it's hard for me to imagine that if um, Roy from the IT crowd, whose real name is um, Chris O'Dowd, I've, lost it for a moment if he wasn't in it i'm not it i may like alien versus predator more if chris o'dowd weren't in it because he just he seems to know what movie he's in and isn't taking it too seriously and at one point he loses his hand or his arm and his arm writes them a message and then it dies, I guess, because none of this makes any, I mean, this is almost robot monster logic. Like why his hand is able to write a message and then why it then dies. It, I don't know. I don't know. I, and, and the explanation is because d dimensions smashed into each other, but how that possibly connects makes absolutely no sense to me. But then he kind of just keeps making jokes about how he doesn't have an arm for a while until he dies. Cause it's one of those movies. So Ultimately, I think I like Cloverfield Paradox more than Alien vs. Predator 2. Again, they're both, as you say, it's a fine line. Um, but they're like, so he loses his arm and there's no payoff for that at the end, which is really annoying. And I mean, like, it's a cool thing when it happens and it's weird looking and then I forget what it writes, but it's like, hey, that's, that's neat. And then like later he gets murdered by some magnetic stuff because why not? Like the, they just... 
seem to be being murdered because of plot and story. Like there's no reason for it. And so like, it's kind of horrifying in just the sense of like watching it happen in the imagery, but it's not like none of it makes any sense. But like well, Elizabeth Debicki showing up in, you know, in a bulkhead, like with wires literally going through her body or that's <laughs> kind of neat. But yeah, there's, this is where that thing where it's like, what does the movie really want from me? Like, what is it asking of me? And it wants me to take it semi-seriously. And if it wants me to take it semi-seriously, that space station makes no sense. Cause it's like, what, does it have artificial gravity? But if they can have artificial gravity, like you'd think they'd know how to do some other things. Cause otherwise it makes no sense how they're walking around things. Cause you've got to be on the outside of the circular yeah. piece. Like I'm not a scientist. I could be wrong. Maybe there's something here that I don't know, but it's just, I don't know. Well, yeah, I agree with you. The, it's almost like they should have gone whole hog and done like a, um, oh shoot, what's the, um, I'm completely blanking. The horror films that made the guy that went on to do Spider-Man famous. And I can't remember his name or the horror film's name. Went on to do Spider-Man? Oh, Sam Raimi or? Yes, what's his, oh, the dead. Is that, or no, is that George? No, yeah, Sam Raimi, yeah. What made him famous? Um, evil dead and evil Evil dead Dead. you know how the evil dead just kind of have that gleeful crazy zaniness yeah i mean you could almost have done that here with just crazy stuff happening but you almost can't have that in the earth dying below like tonally it doesn't quite work and 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 um you also have that guy explain on the news what might happen when they do it and then what he explained happens like remove him <laughs> take him out of there let people be confused about what's going on <laughs> it's like if you're gonna have a movie where dimensions intersect and crazy stuff happens then 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 don't spoon feed it like that's not the kind of plot you spoon feed to people alien versus predator the title tells you what the movie is that's where you spoon feed like so like i don't know who their audience is if they think that they have to explain that the weird stuff happening is from dimensions intersecting (laughs) like you're either here with us or you're not anyway make it mysterious and creepy and weird and not have any internal logic if that's what you're gonna do well, and, and it's like, I, I, there, there's this whole, like, you, 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 you keep cutting back to this, you know, our, our lead's um, husband on Earth. And that was all added, like, after the fact. I think it was almost, it was all reshoots after they did uh, yeah uh, test screenings. And it's like, yeah, it, it doesn't feel like it goes there. It doesn't mean anything. It's just attached to the movie. Well, for... and if you've seen Silent Hill, the movie which has my all-time favorite. I think there was a fire here as they stand in a, a room that is charcoal. Um, that has the exact same thing where there's Maybe all these... mixing the game up with the movie, but... No, that's the movie. Oh, okay. I think that's in the game too, or one of the games. Uh, something different happens in one of the games. Anyway, in the movie, okay. sh- there's all these, like the wife goes into Silent Hill and then you follow Sean Bean as he like is anxious about his wife. And it never connects to anything. And then later I find out, well, they, those are shoots they did later because like there was too many girls in it or something like that. So watching this, I was like, this feels exactly like the Silent Hill movie. And so it made sense, you know? Yeah. Gotta put the husbands in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. 
I don't know. I'm trying to like even come up like ultimately the one thing I like about the one thing that I appreciate above some of the other like the, the imagery is kind of poor. I like some of the stuff that's going on because doubt is funny. I like some of the actors in it, but like it's weirdly contained. Like usually in these dimension hopping TV episodes or movies, it's like not you don't just hop one dimension. You're hopping like right 10 dimensions or you're like going forward in dimensions and then you have to go back to get back to your dimension or whatever so like the fact that this is two dimensions and they just have to like figure things out and that sort of like we just have to hop back because of how the parallel how there's one throwaway line where it's like all we know about quantum entanglements is says that you just have to fire it again to go back and it's like that doesn't what okay sure <laughs> I, what do i know yes and but like i like that it's weirdly contained to two dimensions but other than that yeah it's like in the cast you know we've got our two main leads are are um a, a, a mixed race black woman um and uh david Oyelowo, um who i don't know but is black black maybe mixed race i don't know but and then we've got uh zhang ziyi i think is her name uh, who's um, really famous for being a hero. And I think she's the one in Crouching Tiger, in Dragon. And so like, I, you know, it's, it's the cast is diverse again. So that's kind of nice. But yeah, ultimately I kind of shrug at this movie. Like Chris O'Dowd is funny. It's nice to see the, a diverse cast in a mediocre sci-fi film instead of just white guys, but it's still just- Yeah, it's just- Again, without, without Chris O'Dowd and his arm and some of the, I mean- I enjoyed the weird stuff that happened, but it's not really worth watching an um, hour and 40 minute film just for, I mean, no. honestly, for me, it is. But for most people, it isn't worth watching an hour and 40 minute film just for that. It's, it's that kind of, it's that thing where the, the making of the film is a more interesting thing to ponder than the film itself. Like, oh, so J.J. Yeah. Abrams, like, came in, you know, during, I think they were when, you know, helped rewrite the script or something, and then they filmed it, and then they turned it into a Cloverfield movie, and, like, how that all leads to this kind of messy, kind of, like, silly, mediocre movie is kind of interesting, but uh, that they then blitz on Super Bowl Sunday, and, like, here's a trailer, and go watch it! Like, that's kind of more interesting than most of what happens in the movie. And for the record, I actually think 10 close, I don't Really, as I said, I'm not big on either of the previous Cloverfield films, but I think 10 Cloverfield Lane stands up to the original Cloverfield. I think they're pretty even in quality. They're just very different movies. It's hard to compare them. Mm. But this is this is just kind of it. It's not create. It, it has hints of creativity, but it's not creative enough to really be that interesting. Yeah, I mean, either a good or a bad way. I need to watch those movies, but this one, I don't think I'm going to be really. You really should, because I mean, at least the first one, I mean, it's it's a um, you've been watching all these Godzilla movies. It's a monster movie. It is. And um, it was important. And at I've the even time. seen I've even seen the guy. Um, I think Matt Reeves. Is that is that the director? director? Um, he went on to do other things. Matt Reeves. Uh, was it not him? Okay, I thought it was him that did this other monster movie I've seen, but I guess not. So, well, yeah, well, he's the, he did um, a couple of the newer Planet of the Apes movies, which I endure, enjoy. I've heard people call him like a a smaller version of um, not a smaller version, but like 
the second tier version of uh, what's what's his name, tenant uh, director whose name oh, is Christopher just... Nolan. Yeah, but I don't know why. Why are we why are we having name problems tonight? I don't know, but anyways, I that's interesting. I should, I need to go watch that. Now we're talking about another movie, so let's let's be done with this part of this conversation. Okay, so you know what? Whatever, watch it or don't, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, I did want to say that I thought the 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 subtitles for this movie were kind of special because never have I had the subtitles describe what's happening. Like usually, subtitles are for sounds and music and dialogue, but it was like electricity intensifies, and I'm like, is that a sound? I don't think that's a sound. It's, it's kind of like we got the subtitles that might be for somebody um, who's yeah. completely, like, would it be for somebody who's completely deaf? But why would you have that extra stuff there? Do you need it if you're completely yeah, deaf? Yeah, it's... Um... it's Or it's or it almost sounds like the stuff that, we, like, if you're blind, you know, and you're trying to watch a movie, it sounds like whatever would they'd be, you know, because they it, movies are accompanied by an extra track for people who can't at least as far as i understand it so like it almost sounds like that so it was it was weird to yeah. get some of the subtitles for that movie yeah and actually i had sorry i had two more notes i just really quickly want to going to your science jargon stuff i mean a lot of the conflict in the film was about the space station yeah. being broken yeah. and while i enjoy me some Jordy laforge techno babble that can't be the entirety of the episode yeah. and so there was so so much of what they needed to overcome in the movie was techno babble, like the quantum entanglement stuff that it's, it's really hard to get engaged and like, yeah. So if we fix the who's or what's it's that, you know, it, it just doesn't. Yeah. It, it, there, it's hard to even follow what's what the stakes are. And then it just, and the situation is so dire to begin with that you're like, how is this? how is this worse because you were already had no chance and now you have no chance again like it just it that that also it, it in a way made the plot less measurable than alien versus predator where there's so many aliens and so many predators and you know you're gonna write this is like well now they've got to fix the valve like yeah. i don't know anyway yeah. That was the last thing I had to say about that. Now we've beaten Cloverfield Paradox until it's lost its arm, which is scrawling a help note. I don't know. Okay, so let's do a, a, a quick wrap up here. Um, yeah. Uh, who's, who's going first? Yeah. Um, why don't I go first? Because I think you've gone first the past few times. Sure, do it. So we watched, I think um, we should go all the way back to, we watched The Man Who Fell to Earth yes. on Monday. Which is a David Bowie film um, by the guy who did Don't Look Now, who is a famous director. Yeah. Um, and I quite enjoyed it. Speaking of inventive and strange and weird, David Bowie is um, an alien who's come to Earth and uh, needs to do some things. And it's There's something about water and I don't know. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's weird. It's weird and interesting. Um, and I enjoyed it. I think I liked it more than you. And that's fine. It was a little more of a Sarah movie. Um, we let's see. We also watched Jumanji yesterday. Yes. Um, I guess should I talk about that one here? Then we won't talk about it. Um, so we watched the 1995 Jumanji and I enjoyed it more than I expected. It was 
silly and fun and it's the kind of movie that if a small child were to force me to watch it i prefer it to many other movies that small children may force you to watch (laughs) um but i'm unlikely to watch it on my own again but it was it was cute it was cute um i don't really have anything to add to either of those movies either i liked man who fell to earth is a little too long for me i guess maybe and jumanji i agree with you it's it's Practical effects mixed with computer effects, some really funky looking monkeys. That's right, my sweet spot in Jumanji. (laughs) And the way the the computer graphics not looking fantastic for Jumanji kind of worked for me because... um, It's all a game. It's all a game. They're not real monkeys anyway. They're monkeys that came out of a game. I personally, though, prefer the, the newer Jumanji films, I should say, with The Rock. I think I do I'm, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say they're any better. I don't know. Who knows? But I Who prefer knows? them. Yeah. Um, and I just today finished watching a K-drama that I didn't really enjoy. Um, but it was in, it's interesting. I'm watching it for a friend. It, remember the one I was telling you about with the single dad? Yes. So this is the one they made before that. And it was kind of the same writer and director, I think. Um, mm. And... Oh, I don't fully understand how it works, but a lot of these people kind of, it's not unlike what happens here that people tend to work with each other repeatedly rather right. than necessarily getting a whole new group of people every time. Right. Um, but this one, it was interesting to watch it all just fall apart <laughs> and become something I didn't really like very much. And it, it um, kind of interesting who was I talking about this to kind of see the the tropes again it's you know you see the same kind of tropes and and you can see when they work and when they don't and and what went wrong that that didn't work here and so on yeah. and my friend who likes it definitely likes things that are well produced um and the writing was pretty good until the story didn't work um and the characters started acting like they'd had brain implants or something like that but i personally kind of prefer a messy not as well written drama if it goes somewhere that i want it to go which is how i feel about movies too where it's kind of like take me somewhere i want to go and i'll forgive the fact that some of it doesn't make any sense kind of a thing oh it was interesting um i had actually just finished re-watching the one with the single dad which is really good and that's the one you should watch and it actually has the same lead um so cool. it's lead guy so it was interesting to see that um and that's it um i'm going to finish another k-drama <laughs> this other one i'm watching maybe i'll talk about it next time um I've got to watch something for our father. We've got to start watching old rom-coms. That's kind of my plan. Yeah. We're, we're, what are the two we're doing next week? Um, Ninachka and It Happened One Night, which will be one interesting night. because I don't like Capra and I haven't, and I have watched It Happened One Night, but it's been a very long time and I don't remember it at all. I'm indifferent to Capra. I enjoy his work well enough, I guess. I haven't seen that much of it, but. Uh, okay, so uh, what I have watched, I watched Mean Girls. Did I even tell you that I watched that? No, the Lindsay Lohan? Yeah. That's fun. It's a fun movie. Yeah, I kind of expected to not like it because it's from 2004. It's Lindsay Lohan and she's a bit of a... I mean, that's odd... the same year as Alien versus Predator, so... There you go. She's, she's a bit of an odd uh, person to sort of 
interact with, you know, she's not, I don't know how problematic she is, is maybe so much a mess. Maybe I, I don't know. I don't know that much, but the movie was, I, I mean, I'd watch the canyons, which is the Paul Schrader. I know, you bring it up all the James time. James Dean. Like <laughs> I like being parts of niche audiences. What can I say? <laughs> um, it's uh, it was pretty good. I was surprised. It's mostly enjoyable. There's some stuff that doesn't land terribly well, you know, in you know, 16, 17 years later, but mostly it's enjoyable. I got to scratch a box off of my, you know, hundred movies poster. Um, and yeah, it was, it was interesting. Oh, and it was also interesting to see a really young uh, Rachel McAdams. Um, Cause she plays. Oh. The, uh, the... I haven't watched it recently and my memory of it is not great, but I do remember it being good and a nice entry into the kind of mean spirited teen films. Yeah. You know, it, but... it was, it was sort of an interesting, uh, interesting look back at time. Uh, in an earlier era, like you'd watch that and Booksmart and Heather's all together, or something. Never like seen that. Heather's, but yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, so then I watched Kiriko and the Sorceress, which is a French film, I think, but it's about it's uh, African folklore. I forget which uh, folklore and which country specifically it's getting its inspiration from. It's one of those things where I'm always curious. I've seen a couple of French movies now that sort of, I think you know that are like what was it there's uh black orpheus which is like a french director but it takes place in brazil so it's like i don't know it's interesting i don't you know the french uh, it's that thing where it's like oh this is a white guy making a movie about black people it's more complicated because mm -hmm. it's international but anyways it was ultimately an enjoyable folklore film it's not really your kind of thing it's mostly allegory and i don't really like allegory that much either it was more interesting just as kind of a unique-ish thing that you know i hadn't quite seen something like this before so i enjoyed it the guy um, who produced it also produced triplets of belleville yeah yeah it's yes um i watched uh godzilla versus megalon um which for some reason my brain is forgetting entirely this movie but as i recall i really enjoyed it um megalon what was which monster is megalon because the other monster also oh no megalon right there's I remember this movie now. Yeah, this movie is fun. This is one of the fun Godzilla movies. It's not as good as uh, Hidora, which I think is still my favorite of the post-first movie movies. Um, but yeah, no, it's it, it was really fun and goofy and silly. And there's some other ones that have better story. Apparently, this one is not well regarded, I think, by people. But I don't quite get that. But what do I know? I am, haven't really looked into the culture of You're Godzilla. You're allowed to have your own opinion, too, you know. I am. But this was one of the enjoyable Godzilla movies. Or the one that I tell you you can have anyway. There you go. I, I was waiting for that. Uh, then I watched Take Aim at the Police Van, which is an early Saijin Suzuki movie. I entirely worship the beat of Saijin. The shoes. No, what's that phrase? I worship Saijin Suzuki. Uh, he's gone now. He died like a couple years ago. But this is, this is, he makes, his movies, like this movie is somehow less. Are they creative? <laughs> they're very creative i mean branded to kill is is Saijin that's Suzuki. one i've seen and it yes. is really good <laughs> it, it is, is really, really good. good it's also so branded to kill is really out there right it's just a really out there movie yeah but it all makes sense like you understand what it's doing how it's getting there it's got a plot in it it's a got character. an internal logic it's 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 bonkers right but... take aim at the police man like somehow managed to be less weird than the other suzuki movies i've seen but make less sense kind of altogether. Like it's just a little early and he hasn't quite figured out yeah. how to put all the scenes together to make things work 
in his own internal logic kind of way. So I don't know. It was enjoyable. It was a good movie. I've seen better, but interesting. And then, which it's a part of the Japanese noir collection on Criterion, and it's another noir, noir, noir collection. So I'm gonna watch it. Um, and I've already seen like I'd already seen five or seven of the movies before I, you know, even done anything because I like Japanese movies. Anyways, the next one I saw was Black River, which is another Japanese noir. It has Tatsuya Nakadai in it. Um, it's like I think the role that made him famous or started getting him more roles. He's more famous now for being in Ron and uh, Yojimbo and a number of other movies that are not directed by Kurosawa. Uh, I enjoyed Black River. It's I get why it's in the Japanese noir collection, though I would hesitate to really call, call it a noir. I don't know. I'm not ultimately an expert on these things, but it's it's more just like a crime movie and less a noir. I don't know. It was really neat. It had a lot of neat stuff in it. It's probably a little more boring than Take Aim at the Police Fan or something else, but ultimately kind of interesting, entertaining, enjoyable, not 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 in, not to like great degrees, but I also watched Blade, which weirdly connected the two uh, the two bad movies we watched because Santa Lathan, who's the lead in Alien versus Predator, is in Blade, and Donald Logue, who is a random side character in the Cloverfield Paradox, is in Blade as well. So I got Cloverfield and Alien versus Predator together in Blade. I'd never seen Blade. I knew that it was I a big seen it i'm i i think it's kind of on my list of movies i need to see it's i it might actually be the kind of action movie you enjoy it's a bit hard to tell i don't you're you're pickier with action movies than even anything else and i already have trouble figuring out what you'll right. enjoy but it's kind of interesting it's a little different wesley snipes is good chris christopherson shows up as a character and he's 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 it's kind of fun the one to watch. with steven oh it is the one with steven dorf maybe i've watched it and i don't remember that's a possibility also a possibility but i enjoyed it um i also i the very next movie i watched the same day was judgment at nuremberg <laughs> just very, uh, keeping it real keeping it real it's interesting because i mostly know the nuremberg trials as being intensely like scrutinized since they happened like from all sides, like not enough was done, too much was done. They weren't really, they were, they weren't really, you know, proper court trials. Da, 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 da. And so this movie was very much like it was just interesting to see this perspective. It, it's, it wasn't super directed, but it was definitely on the side of like, you know, what's that phrase? The, the, or it's, it's that thing where it's like you if you knew something was happening it's a crimes against humanity you can't just get away from it even if you weren't the one pulling the trigger it's right. that kind of that's what most of the movie kind of interacts with and contends with and some other stuff too it's a three-hour long movie mm -hmm. so i enjoyed it it was also interesting because william shatner's in it randomly and a number of other actors and actresses and sled by spencer tracy and got, got it's it's got stuff going on so i enjoyed it not a great movie i guess maybe other people would think it's great it's good Good movie had Ernest Laszlo, your cinematographer. Isn't that your guy? I think so. He was showing up in a bunch of stuff I was watching. And I don't know that he's mine, but well, no, but we just he's come up for us. But, anyways, that's what I watched. Um, I also I've made it to season nine of Stargate SG1, so I'm we're, we're, we're really getting there. Um, there's a few less episodes in these last two seasons. I think they weren't 
I don't think these are, I think it was like 24 episodes for a while and then 20 episodes for the last couple of seasons, but that's kind of what I'm doing. And I'm going to watch movies like usual. I think we're going to watch Yentl before it leaves the Criterion channel. And um, of course, we're going to watch those rom-coms. And I don't know that I'm going to have a big movie week. I am very busy at work and I've got a cat running around distracting me from being i've heard her manic. it's funny any of the noises you're hearing are most likely your cat my cat was doing things for a moment but i think my microphone is probably more sensitive than yours and i don't know she's also like she's just running she'll, she'll just run from like the bedroom to the window to the bedroom to the window yeah. in the kitchen like i don't know <laughs> kitten hey why not yes. yeah anyways i think that's it for us i want you to watch another episode of it's okay to not be okay in the next week I will watch another episode of that in the next week. I can do I'm that. I'm just saying what I want. I'm not saying it has to happen, but I'm saying. Yeah, I, I can. I can give you this this small happiness. <laughs> Put that okay, on a well shirt. That, <laughs> I can give you this small happiness. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Bye. Bye.